1: test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family
0: no purchase necessary bgw group void prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply the dog, the dog, the dog. out so fast. bad habits. I had way too many
1: one night.
0: This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit Joined by Jeremy J.N. Phoenix, yes sir We in the building We took a mini hiatus, we did a show that was a real show But it was not our normal show Today we are back to business with pop culture Hit you with that pop, pu- pop, pu- pop, pu- pop, pu- pop pu- Today, we're going back to the office. We're talking about Pam. There are people who have strong feelings about Pam Beasley that I have was not aware of until fairly recently. And we have a whole list of reasons why this person does not like Pam and why you may decide you don't like Pam either. What do you think, Jeremy?
2: I like doing it, man. I know we do, you know, this pop culture on the office a little bit. But it's so great! It's such a great show. It's still going. It's on Netflix. Still going. A granted, they're supposed to take it off, but December twenty eighth it goes off because they got. Oh, really? Is is that the date? Yep. All right. But here is the thing: like uh, there's so many interesting characters. It's just you know pop uh, a popular culture thing now. Um, And I like to get into this because, you know, people start looking behind the scenes and trying to figure out just like any show or any movie that gets big. You look for the plot holes or, you know, what was really
0: going on. So I want to hear what people's thoughts. All right. Well, let's start. Pam, she's constantly flir- flirting with Jim with no intention of leaving Roy. Fact or fiction, Jay? Um.
2: That's a fact, but but so so what are we doing? Are we saying this fact or fiction? Or are we saying no? I'm, just, do asking we agree you, with the I'm just asking
0: you in this moment whether that is fact or fiction. In this moment, is that fact? Yeah, fact blows off the outlet mall with Jim when he kicks Roy's butt in, in basketball. That is on the basketball stupid. episode season one. That's stupid. Gets mad yeah, when that, she rejects stupid. Jim and, twice. I mean, I... Go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I'm listening. I'll shut up. Gets mad when she rejects Jim twice and he finally moves on to Karen. Befriends Karen retroactively and sabotage Angela's Christmas party. Fails art school. Leads Toby on. Asks to take a pic with Toby when he obviously doesn't have a camera nearby. Constantly puts pressure on Jim to propose when she obviously has a checkered past. Which I think is hilarious. A checkered past. Was she a yeah. convict? Can't hold her booze at Chili's and kisses Jim while she's with Roy, mind you. Sets up Michael with her. And these family. are all reasons
2: that. It, it,
0: it. Go yeah, ahead. Real quick. This is. These are all reasons why we should hate. These are all reasons why Pam's a bad person. Yeah. Why she? Why she's one yeah. of the most toxic in the office. Most toxic. All right, continue on. Sets up Michael with her landlady who shows up with no interest in talking about what she does with the rent checks. Now, come on, Pam. Doesn't support Jim with athlete. Gives everyone lice and lets people believe it's Meredith. Jealous of Kathy when she's off on maternity leave. Makes Michael break up with her mom. Traps Dwight in an elevator on purpose. Blames Jim for her parents' divorce. Gets pregnant before marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Made Beach Day all about her. Made everyone wait two plus hours for her wedding ceremony. The same ceremony they had to travel hours away for. She was overdressed at Cafe Disco. She paints butts on warehouse on the warehouse guy's truck. She lets Nellie eat while driving, a.k.a. distracted driving. She fakes her water breaking multiple times to get out of work. And Pam breastfed the wrong baby.
2: Okay, so boom, there you have it. That's that's uh, somebody's thoughts. You want, to, you want me to tell you what I think about all that junk? What do you think about It's junk. Very clearly... A woman wrote this, these, these things. I'm sorry. No it was a dude. And yeah, okay. Well, the dude is secretly in love with Jim. Okay.
0: All right. Because if you were,
2: I'm looking at some of this, these petty things, and I'm thinking, this sounds like this is this sounds like somebody who's outside the relationship who feels like, no, I would be better. You know, I don't know your name, but excuse me, miss. Like he's trying, to, he's trying to get trying to get in the
0: there. Boom.
2: That's what I'm saying. Like he, (laughs) (laughs) oh man, feels like the little bow wow jagged edge song. You know, pretty much saying, "I'll be better than your man." So now he's he's picking Pam apart about
0: stupid things. But here's some of these things. Here's the thing, Hold water. Here's the thing. There are so many people who don't like Pam. In fact, even Reza, our friend Reza, after season four, I think it is. He's done with Pam. He doesn't like her character after season four. Yeah,
2: that's fine. I don't see. I, I Honestly, I see the things that Pam does. Some things are a little questionable, but nothing do I see that I don't think it, most females kind of lean towards. So the whole flirting with Jim. Now, she didn't break any barriers. She didn't get like you never see them getting touchy. You never see them talking sexual or anything like that. But she is too, too comfortable, too flirty with him. But I feel like any I feel like most people, I'm not gonna even put this down to women, most people are a little flirtatious like that too. I didn't see anything that was super out of bounds. No, okay, okay. I didn't see anything that
0: most other people haven't done too. I'm just gonna say I don't want no friendly girlfriend. I don't want my girlfriend uh, I, having a best friend like Jim. I mean, the fact
2: that they throw in fails art school really? How many people there haven't struggled during school? I'm not saying everybody's failed. I'm just saying to be Jeremy like, Jeremy oh, out here, Captain, more?
0: save him right now. Jeremy out here, Captain, save him.
2: I ain't Captain saving nobody because Pam is not. Pam would not be getting hollered at. Okay, for reals. I'm just saying. I feel like uh, a lot of stuff they listed is common to most people. Sets up Michael with her landlady. Um, gives everyone. All right, Brandon. Let's be for real. Oh look look, look, look! If you're listening to this, let's be for real. You go into work. Everybody gets lice. Somebody shaves their head, and then they start pointing the finger at somebody that's not you.
1: <laughs> you are you?
2: Gonna <laughs> say, <laughs> no, be for real. Be for real. Are you gonna really stand up and be like, "Yo, it was me"? Me my, and my whole family here. got lice. You know, you're gonna just clean it up. And be like, "Oh, well, they already they already picked a, a scapegoat." <laughs> they already got their Salem Witch Trial. <laughs> they already
0: had it. And the scapegoat you know? was Meredith of all people.
2: That's what I'm saying. I think most people. How many people will fess up? I I don't know. Being jealous of Kathy? Okay, she said a couple things about you, Kathy, but trust me, I've seen jealousy way worse, and I got stories for you. I'm not gonna bust out nobody or nothing in my past relationships. But the truth is, I've seen jealousy way worse. So saying jealous of Kathy, I'm telling you, th- this is a swoon lover right here. This is this
0: is a stalker who wants to be with Jim writing this list. I don't know. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people out there who don't like Pam, who feel like Jim should have stayed with Karen. I am not one of those people. I love the moment Jim walks in and asks Pam she's if she's free for the night. And he says, okay, it's a date when she's having her interview with the camera people. I love it. I love Jim and Pam. I don't agree with this list. Even though there are funny things on it, I don't agree with it. It's bogus. I'm with you, Jay. Real quick. Overdressed at Cafe Disco. Brandon, how petty are we getting? Getting real petty. The whole thing is petty. This is Pettyville, USA.
2: Uh, Breastfeeds wrong, baby. How was she? She didn't know. It wasn't like she did that on purpose. But still hilarious. That's what I'm saying. Makes Michael
0: break up with her mom. Uh, Wouldn't you? Yes. Are you serious? Stop dating my mother. I'm going to date I'm her just even saying, harder now. Like half half the stuff
2: I look leads Toby on. She does not lead Toby on. She's just nice to Toby. And I mean, Brandon, he threw in here uh, us to take a picture when clearly there's no camera. What?
0: How does she know he doesn't have a camera in her bag? Real quick, this thing is bogus. Do you, have you heard this? Have you heard the theory that Toby is a strang great uh, and strangler? Yeah, I heard that. What do you think about that? No, no, I'm with you. No way. All right. We cleaned it up. We
2: finished it up. What do you guys think? And by the way, I've also heard somebody try to say Creed was. I don't think so. I think Creed is just like Ezell. I steal. I don't kill.
0: Uh, I don't know. Because remember, the last person to steal from Creed Bratton, his name, (laughs) Creed Bratton. (laughs) Yeah. Let me just
2: say one thing. Last thing is the only thing I feel like really holds water um, with this whole Pam thing is the way she treated Jim and his dream of athlete. You know, after he supported her dream, let her go away for months um, and was there. And on the flip side, his dream was coming reality. and just her. I didn't like that. I felt like she should have been more on board. But, you know. That's my
0: two cents. That's how I feel. Well, that's how we feel over here at the RVK. How do you guys feel? Get at us any way you know possible. Leave us an anchor message. Send us a text message. Tweet us. Get at us with a DM, whatever you want to do. Let us know what you think about Pam Beasley. Is she the most toxic person in the office? Wreck me, Big shout to Shrinkables! Shrinkables! Supporting the RVK partnership since day one. Does Javon Carter deserve a statue outside of the Coliseum? Now, this question is being raised because Javon Carter raised it himself on his Instagram stories. Does he deserve a statue? This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I Also Hate Pit, joined by... Jeremy Phoenix, I'm in the building. And we have thoughts and opinions on whether or not Javon Carter deserves a statue. Jeremy, do you want to go first or you want me to go first? No, you go. Devon Carter absolutely, positively is a legend in the history of WVU basketball. Multiple-time Defensive Player of the Year. Multiple-time Defensive Player of the Year in the Big 12. Uh, All-American on a level. He leads in many categories statistically at WVU. And an era is defined, the Press Virginia era is defined by Javon Carter. He also has earned a second contract in the NBA, which is unheard of or very rare in the history of modern day West Virginia University basketball players. All of that said, Javon Carter does not deserve a statue at WVU yet. Why do I say that? Because Javon Carter went to no final fours. He won no national championships. He has no Big 12 championships. He has no player of the year, no Naismith players of the year, player of the years. There's nothing about Javon Carter outstanding enough to have earned a statue with the likes of Jerry West and Hot Rod Hundley. And in my opinion, even Deshaun Butler. I don't believe he deserves a statue. I think it's way premature for that. And I think it's preposterous for people who say that he does. No, I hear you. And...
2: I think the thing about what uh uh Javon Carter is I feel like he embodies everything that a being a mountaineer is. Everything. Uh the hard work, the pulling up your bootstraps, the being doubted, but to overcome it and be successful. Um to have something like a statue out front or your number retired, in my estimation, you have to do something that's just so incredible um that it lives on. And, you know, he has done that on some level. He was a first defensive player of the year ever. They didn't give out this award before him. It was a brand new award, and he won it. The first national defensive player of the year award, Javon Carter. That's in stone. That's forever. That's what makes me, you know, makes this, you know, a little bit more of a good question. But for the reasons that you mentioned we didn't make it to a final four. Now, granted, the year we lost to Villanova, I fully feel like we were the second best team. Yeah. And we were playing like it. We led by Javon the, Carter. Led by Javon Carter. We just ran into a buzzsaw. Um, I love the love that he's showing. Like they just showed the uh the the uh the the Mountaineers new intro or like pump Preseason. hype video, whatever it is, yeah. Season preview, whatever it is. Javon Carter's in on on there rocking it with WVU, you know, and I love it. But to get a statue is a big, big thing. Think about it. Hugs doesn't have a statue. Hugs deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Hugs is going down as probably the greatest Mountaineer basketball coach. I mean it is. Uh, but one of the greatest Mountaineer coaches any sports, period. But Hugs also doesn't have a final four. Uh, I mean, doesn't have a national championship. Hasn't he has a final yet. four, though. He does. So for me to put a statue of somebody outside, you gotta you gotta achieve in such a way that it deserves to be on the outside of your building. Because this is not about retiring numbers. It's not about putting up spray painting your number and banner somewhere in inside the coliseum. This is anybody who drives by can look over and see your statue sitting outside of it. And for me, as great as Javon Carter was, um, and as much as we love Javon Carter. I personally
0: can't see putting a statue uh, of him. Not yet. I feel like what he does in the NBA could earn him one, depending on what he does in the NBA. But right now, I don't see that. I don't see him earning, he hasn't earned a statue, in my opinion. He lacks the team accomplishments to have a statue outside of the Coliseum.
2: And I was about to argue with you. I was about to say, well, what does the NBA have to do with college basketball? Because it's about what he did while he was here. But the truth is, um, I you know what? The, the before I said that, I thought about it. Cause if you go on to NBA greatness um and you earn one that way, you can always look back at Morgantown, the Coliseum is where you started. This is what started my journey. Yeah. My real journey after high school. So I in that way I can see your NBA accomplishments being added into what you did in college, therefore earning you a statue.
0: Yep, that's how I feel. How do you guys feel? Does Javon Carter deserve a statue outside of the Coliseum? Let us know. Get at us. Leave us an anchor message. Leave us a text message. Leave us a tweet. Tweet us. Get at us on Instagram. However you want to do it. Let us know what you think. Holla at your boys, the RVK.
2: Okay, another week, but here we are back again for the second time with the newest Mountaineer, fill in the blank. I'm your boy, J.N. Fiend. I'm here with my brother, Brandon Phoenix. Go ahead and let him know you're here. I also hate Pip is in the building, y'all. And we are about to do fill in the blank. So with that, Jordan, let's get at him. All right, RVK, fill in this
0: blank. T.J. Simmons' performance was blank against TCU. I'm going to say it was typical of T.J. Simmons. T.J. Simmons, when given the opportunity, has balled out from day one. Get him the ball and he balls. So let's say it was typical of T.J. Simmons.
2: Oh, wow. All my diamonds shining because they really diamonds. That's right, TJ. We see you. I'm going to go with TJ Simmons' performance was belated against TCU. Ooh. Because this better should have happened. Get that man the ball. Like you said, every time you go to him, something good happens. And in this game, you could tell there was a concentrated effort to get him the ball because they kept doing that jet sweep uh, both sides just to get the rock in his hands. And what happened? So we Ben know he could do this. He Ben known he could do this. Get him the ball and let him show. And he did. It was belated. I loved it, but I was a little frustrated. And the reason why I was frustrated because this Ben should have happened. Belated. All right, RVK, fill in that blank. WVU finishes the last two games against
0: Oklahoma and Iowa State with blank wins. This is going to be controversial. Y'all going to hate me for this. I'm usually optimistic, but I'm going to say zero wins. Zero wins. Oklahoma is a juggernaut on a five-game winning streak. I see our defense keeping us in the game for a time period, but I don't think our offense can keep up with what Spencer Rattler, Marvin Mims, and the rest of those boys are going to do. I think we finish with zero wins in the next two games. (sighs)
2: Head over heart, heart over head, I don't even know. Uh, I'll give you one and one. Like we're going to finish with one win. I think we'll find a way to pull one of the two off. One one of the two. Um, I feel like we'll 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 do what we need to do to finish the year strong, um, or at least as successful as we can be. I say one win. Who's the win? Let's just leave it at one win. All right, we'll leave it there. RVK fill in this blank. Oklahoma saying their defense is the best in the Big 12 is
0: blank. Disrespectful. WVU has the best defense in the Big 12 by a considerable margin. They've had it for weeks. They've represented past the eye test, and they've done it statistically and been recognized and noticed by the national media. For Oklahoma to come in and say that their speed D is the best in the conference is disrespectful. And it will not be forgotten. It will not be forgotten. Okay. My answer for that is,
2: I think, that saying that, I don't know. See, oh, man, I was going with so many different words. I'm all mixed up. Uh, I'll go with uh, crazy.
0: Crazy, huh?
2: Yeah, That's a bad one, but I'll go with it. That's what I said. I spit out crazy, um, dude. Look at your first four games. I know you got to play teams, uh, uh, players back, and you're playing better. But are you playing better because you know uh, uh, your defense really playing better? Or are you just playing teams like TCU in Kansas State now? Not Kansas State. Oops, I forgot. They put up like 38 on you. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yep. you, when you start out giving up over or close to 40 points a game in your first four games, I don't care what you've done in your last three games, you've just played some soft opponents with no offense, come see us.
0: Come see us. I'm ready for that. I love that, Jay. The key to beating Oklahoma is... Hope and a prayer. I'm saying hope and a prayer because this is a juggernaut that's won five in a row. As much as I say our defense is better than theirs, their defense is top notch. And their offense is already ridiculous. They have so many options from Marvin Mims at wide receiver to that trio in the running back field to the tight end, the fullback. They are sick. Spencer Rattler can beat you with his legs and his arm, and he's only a true he's only a redshirt freshman. A hope and a prayer is all we have to beat Oklahoma. I'll go
2: with big plays. If we can get two big plays in the game, you know how we can consume clock. You know how we can move inch by inch down the field. If we can get two big plays offensively, excuse me, offensive big plays, to get in the end zone, to score quick, I think we'll have a shot to win this game. I think we could knock them off because we're not going to win playing inch by inch, scoring 21 points. We're going to have to put up at least 27 to win this game And, uh, yeah, big plays is the key to West Virginia winning. I think we got to score over 30 to beat them. The opportunity for West Virginia to play number one Gonzago
0: on December 2nd at 7 o'clock on ESPN makes you feel blank. blank. Ecstatic. I'm so ready for this challenge. There's been so much hype surrounding this West Virginia team. There's been so much talk about how much depth we have. There's been so much talk about how much talent we have. Better or as good as the 2010 Final Four season, this team now gets to prove what they really are against number one, Gazaga, against a top-tier coach in Mark Few, and against a top-tier roster in Gazaga. I really think that WVU makes me ecstatic having accepted the challenge to play them.
2: And I feel you there. I personally feel about this opportunity. I feel
0: hungry. <laughs>
2: That's all that happened. My mouth Mysterious. started salivating. Here we go. We're here. All these other teams, you know, the, the San Diego, I mean, the, the South Dakota States. Great. Great warm ups. Now we get to play a big boy number one in the country. Show what we got. My mouth starts salivating and I get hungry. Let's go. This what you want? This what you want. Okay, yeah, yeah, let's go. I'm hungry,
0: and I hope our players are too. That's it. That's it. Tell us what you think about our fill in the blank segment. Give us your thoughts or your feelings. Give us your fill in the blank. If you feel so inclined, get at your boys any way possible. Rat, big
1: eyes! stretching out from nowhere, reaching for my throat, hungry for my skin. Teeth smiling out, they found me circling around me slowly closing
0: in while you say. oklahoma preview time time to preview ou what do you think about this team coming into morgantown jeremy
2: confident bunch kind of the team that you thought you were going to see at the beginning of the year then, you know, expectations dropped down after they lost a couple games. and looked terrible, terrible garbage on defense. And now they're back to kind of where you thought they would be. Like, we we knew we, we expect a great game from Oklahoma uh, every year. And uh, this year is no different. They seem to be clicking. Uh, Spencer Rattler seems to have settled down. They're getting all kinds of receivers involved. They're getting all kinds of running backs involved. And their defense seems to be actually turning up. So... Yeah, man,
0: it's uh, it's going to be a game. We're going to have to earn it. 100%. There's no breaks. That defense with the speed D from Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator for Oklahoma, is hitting on all cylinders right now. They really put it to Oklahoma State, which was limited because of the injury to Spencer Sanders, but even before that, they were already putting it to them. That defense is fast, and they're hungry, and they're tired of being disrespected. However, I sense a little maybe possible overconfidence in the way that they're talking trash right now about being the best defense in the Big 12, when statistically the best defense in the Big 12 is WVU. I
2: also feel like it's a direct shot. You know how people have to dig for bulletin board material? This right here is bulletin board material, not just for their defense. For the defense, okay, okay, yeah, that's a direct shot. Indirect shot at our offense. Because if you're playing a team that has great offense, you don't say we have the best defense. I don't remember hearing them say this before, you know, Texas or anybody. They're playing a little different now. But I think you can say that when you think we're about to play a garbage offense, or an offense who can't really score. This is a shout-out our offense who can be something. If we can hit some big plays, we can be something. We can do good things. But put up on the chalkboard, offense. Daggy, receivers, you hear what
0: they're saying? Because they're talking to you. They're talking to Letty Brown, too. Like, people said, I've heard Oklahoma fans say this was not bulletin board material. This was about Oklahoma State. No. They said, we are the best defense in the Big 12. That's what they said. And that's what they meant. Amen. And so, I think Jared Dagey and company have to prove what they really are in order to make this. When I say prove what they really are is we've seen glimpses. We've not seen a consistent output from the offense yet. The thing is with Deggie, I think Deggie does
2: so well 20 yards and in. Very accurate. He lacks the arm strength. So in this game, if you don't have the arm strength, your anticipation has to be even better when you throw a deep. Part of the problem is he doesn't have the arm strength, and then he's throwing the ball late to these fast receivers. Deggie has to realize they're going to be open earlier and let it fly. You know? Because if yeah. we can get some big plays, if we, if we can score some quick touchdowns and get up and our defense can just go to work and put some pressure on Spencer Rattler. If we can do that kind of thing to put the pressure on and, and then if we get up a couple scores, then we can start them long drives that take six minutes and we get four yards per play. Big plays to me
0: are going to be the big theme of this game. See the last game in Morgantown was caught, was decided by bad officiating, the no helmet to helmet against TJ Simmons which put him out of the game, the the blocking out of bounds against uh I'm sorry, against not TJ Simmons against Marcus Marcus uh Sims that put him out of the game and then the bad blocking out of bounds call against TJ Simmons that, that negated a big run by Kennedy McCoy and then the scoop and score against Will Greer. I think it's about big plays and officiating possibly for WVU. And can, and can I say this real quick?
2: Don't get it twisted. Mountaineer Nation, take take whatever pills you take to calm yourself down. They will not give this game to us. Nope. The Big 12's only hope to making it to the it's, – it's over anyway. But if there was some kind of outside chance that a team could make it to the college football playoff, it would be Oklahoma who's sitting at what? Top fourteen. They're eleven. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I think they're eleventh. They're sitting there right on the outside looking in. That is the Big 12's best hope. And don't think the Big Twelve hasn't noticed it because the whole conference gets more money if we make it to the college football playoff. They are not giving this game to us. We can't allow the refs to be the difference in this game. Cannot.
0: I one hundred percent agree
2: we got to show them we have to take this game. We can't make it close. I'm with you, Jimmy.
0: Go ahead. Yeah. If it's close, it's the Zebras. I'm with you where you've been saying we need to see Garrett Green. I would love to see Garrett Green in some Taysom Hill-type situations, the way the Saints use Taysom Hill when Drew Brees is healthy, against Oklahoma. I think we need that against this defense. I think we need that because our offense lacks spark. I think we need that because I'm not sure that we're going to be able to run the ball down their throat like we have with other teams.
2: Absolutely. And they're fast, but we're not even going to dwell on that. But, you know, if, if Garrett Green could keep it, that's another weapon. But he's not very fast anyway. So, yeah, Garrett Green would be perfect in this situation. But I just want to say this. Sometimes you look at the other team and maybe if you're not super familiar with it, you don't know who you're watching. And sometimes you don't remember the names. So let me give you the numbers, Mountaineer Nation, the numbers to remember. I'm going to start on defense because there's really three numbers I want to talk about. Get three numbers. On. Pay attention to number 24, to number 11, and to number 95. Number 95 of the defensive line has five and a half sacks this year. He's playing well. His name is Thomas. Who cares about his name? Number 95 of the defensive line has a bunch of sacks. Then you have to worry about the two linebackers, number 11 and number 24. One of the Number 24 has 48 tackles. Number 11 has six and a half sacks. Those are the guys you're going to want to pay attention to on defense. 24, 11, and 95. Give it to them. Offen- offensively, I'll let you name one number. Do you, you know what, what number Spencer Rattler is, Brandon? I don't remember. He's number seven, but it doesn't matter. He's going to have the ball in his hands dual-threat quarterback, um, is really coming into his own. Watch him. He has 22 touchdowns on the year and six interceptions. Uh, He's a beast. But, you know, I don't have to tell you to watch out for him. Uh, He's number seven. The thing is, you got to watch out for a a plethora of numbers between running backs and receivers. Tide-ins, fullbacks. Everybody, about everybody can kill you. Um, The running backs are going to skip over because they got a three-headed monster, 5, 29, and 1. You'll see them. The main receivers you have to wa- w- look out for is Mims.
1: True Mims- freshman.
2: He's number 17. He has seven touchdowns on the year. Remember that, number 17 on offense. You don't want to see him going deep. 483 yards catching, seven touchdowns. The other one, Brandon, you mentioned, big, huge, gigantic, tied end. Stogner, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. He's number 18, 410 yards, three touchdowns, but he's 6'6" so those are really the two Mims excuse me those are the two number 17 and number 18 17 is a fast receiver number 18 is a big old huge tight end
0: you need to watch out for it's going to be a challenge that's for sure the Mountaineers have their hands full but I think they're up for the challenge I don't expect them to win but I expect this to be a close game no 52 to 14 nothing like that No, I think
2: our defense holds up I think our offense plugs along We've had an extra week, week to prepare. They're coming off a high after beat, winning the uh, the game of Bedlam. Um, so hopefully we got them where we want them. <laughs> Not red hot, but we got them off a of bye week. So
0: let's see what Neil Brown and them can cook up. All right, that does it for the Raspberry Boys kids. Get at your boys, whatever way you want to. I'll add us.